This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. The show is all about talking about race, diversity and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. We talk about all these huge life things through the lens of people's lives and stories. I hope every yarn you take a wee gem from it and expands your heart and mind just a wee bit more. Welcome to another episode of Headscarves and Good Yarns. Um, super blessed to have three lovely, lovely people on the show with me today. Um, and I'm just going to get into it straight away and then invite y'all to the table, introduce yourselves however you like. Um, I'm very, very excited for the conversation that we're about to have. But yes, please first invite yourselves, tell us who you are. Um, and whatever else, whatever fun facts you want to chuck in there as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Lady Jenny Beatrix Victoria Kendrick, officially. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian, as Sam is. I'm also a marriage service, an artist. I do motivational shows, I do corporate shows. I'm a Buddhist, and I help people find their inner happiness and truth and get rid of all the fears. That's That's my job. That's that's what I believe is what my task is on earth. And I'm here to help. I'm 63, going on 64, um, fully transitioned. And she has my pronoun, I love life to the max. And yeah, I just want to get out there and make the need that, and New Zealand a great place to be for others who are having problems because I've been there, done that. Oh, beautiful. All right. Kia ora. Hi, I'm I'm Sam, as previously mentioned. Uh, my, my pronouns are uh, he, her. I'm gender fluid, which means that some days I feel masculine and dress masculine and stuff like that. And then other days I'll do the same, but feminine. I'm studying in Otago, in Otago for uh, law, politics, psychology, and other fun stuff. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, at the moment, I'm just working on sort of living my best self and making sure I wake up happy every day. And what was the thing you, your dream? Um, be the first. And my dream is to be the first gender fluid prime minister in the world. Woohoo! Kiara Sam, what a beautiful intro! The votes are coming in now, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Got yeah, three so far. Just, oh, okay. See, done. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hi, I'm Elaine. I'm 64 years old, just a little bit older than Jenny. We were born in the same year, less than a thousand kilometers apart. Both of us wound up here, less than a meter of, uh-oh, oh. COVID, got to be further away. Um, anyway, she's, she's a stand-up comedian, but she's not doing anything funny at the moment because she's sitting down. I'm a sit-down comedian, <laughs> so I'm entitled to say whatever I like right now. Okay, she's now trying to hide and be out of my presence. So... Um, my transition story is much younger than hers. She's at the opposite end of the scale from which I am at. So I'm just starting out, but that's in part because I've, I was misgendered at birth and I knew that, but I didn't know until about two years ago how I was misgendered. I'm intersex. 
So I am neither the one nor the other. And for the first half of my life, everyone, including myself, told me to pretend that I was a male. Mm-hmm. Now, so my decision has been that for the next 60 years, Elaine will have equal time. Beautiful. <laughs> Kia ora, Elaine. So my, my mind has always been female, and my body has always been mixed up. And that means that um, part of me got short shrift and needs to be rectified a little bit there. So I am now living what I should have lived and how I should have lived for all of my life bar medical system intervention that shouldn't have occurred. So it's party time, babe. (laughs) Elaine is here, and Elaine is here to stay and have a good time. Um, For those who haven't heard the term intersex before, would you be able to explain a bit more about that, please, Elaine? Okay. Um, Intersex is the physical version of being born neither fully male nor fully female, or perhaps fully both, but it is a mixture of both. And it's not only mind one way, body another way. The body itself is mixed. Some of the genital manifestations of both sides. Mm -hmm. So this is something that most people have never heard about, which is really strange because medical Mm -hmm. science has known about it for over 2,500 years. The ancient Greeks had a word for it. It was called hermaphrodite. And the reason that's interesting, I'll explain the word briefly. Hermes, we call Mercury. That's the Greek messenger god. He was the young, virile, masculine guy, the one who flew flew all over the world delivering the messages from the gods. He's the one who carries the staff with the snakes entwined on it. It's the symbol of the doctors, the caduceus. So he was the messenger god, winged feet really athletic person, marathon runner. So the second part of the name, Aphrodite, is what the Romans called Venus. So we've got Mercury and Venus in Latin, or Hermes and Aphrodite in Greek. Mm -hmm. So the first two planets. And Hermaphrodite was the Greek medical term for people who have physical manifestations of both male and female. Their doctors knew about it. They recorded it. It's in writing from 2,500 years ago. But they also discovered the atom and the fact that the earth is round and we rotate around the sun and that there are planets. And a lot of that stuff got lost for an awfully long time, as did a lot of their medical science. But intersex is a real thing. Um, If you want to learn more about it, stuff had a very good introductory article about it last year. So you can find it just by going to stuff and typing in intersex and it'll come up with that article. Thank you so much for explaining that. I think it's a term that personally for myself, I have heard, but I have never actually had the opportunity to understand it a bit more. And I think Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about the reason why I don't understand that term very well. And even Sam, when you brought up gender fluid, why I didn't really understand that term very well as well is that society very much conditions us to think about gender in two categories, two boxes like black and white or rather pink and blue, the way society brings us up. And that's it. And the opportunities to have conversations or the opportunities to explore 
outside of those um, realms are just there's not that many um, mm. and I think it's so wonderful to have all three of you having a corridor with me today because you each kind of walk that tightrope of gender as a spectrum rather than two things um, in your own unique way and what I would love to know more about is um, if you could describe what your younger self was like and where your younger self was brought up and what would this mini me of you what would this mini me of you mini say me, mini. what would this mini me of you say about your life right now you <laughs> isn't nature wonderful hey? <laughs> All yours, baby. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is good. Yeah, well, early me, I, I, I've grown up in uh, some very sort of uh, narrow-minded places. I grew up in Radfurley, central Otago, with a, with a, with a total uh, population of 700. Oh, the big smoke. The big smoke. That's, the big smoke. That's because there are too many sheep. Otherwise, there would be more people. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, I, I and and then uh, I moved to Ashburn enough to that, uh, but there was still a lot of uh, city life. City life. There was about I don't know five thousand people there, mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot of the same because it was a big farming town. But there was a lot of people like I the the popular term to say in my primary school was faggot. Yeah. People would say that all the time, not even just. In, in context, that was just a edgy swear word. And Do you know the word fag- a faggot is actually a load of bunches of um, sticks that used to put on the fire. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Meaning your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, I, I, for a long time, I sort of uh, bought into that mindset, yeah. and uh, <laughs> for a long time, I was like, "There's two genders. Come on, come on. There's two genders." And, until about. Uh, six seven years ago when i sort of started thinking more broadly about my friends people in my life and then uh, about two years after that i started thinking hang on i i'm, I'm sensing a lot of things these things in myself and when, when i think back i i really think that a lot of that um a lot of the um, hatred well not hatred but like insistence yeah. on there yeah. being two genders it's it was fair it was it was denial on my end and if i'd realized that sooner same Who knows what could have happened? Same here. Yeah, I, I hid for 57 years. I was married twice and kids and all. And I did exactly what everyone else told me to do. And like, you know, you, it's like being blind in a room and, and you just, you go through your day life trying to be your cheerful self and bits and pieces because you, you don't know there's light outside then. You're in this dark room. So, and then one day some bugger opens the window and you see all this colour and light and you go, oh, you mean I can have this and this is it? You never want to go back in that room again. Mm. Exactly that. And then you're super happy because... You know, you feel like a kid and you're just happy and everything's beautiful. It's like being in love for the first time. You know, one day it's a miserable day, but the next day, even if it's raining, it's, oh, everything's good. You see things and butterflies. You feel, that's what's like. It's a really good metaphor. It's massively, yeah. It's massively. It's like blind, you can't see in that mess. And you go, oh my God. Oh, you got to go back blind again. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not no going way. Place. Yeah, no, yeah. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says, doesn't matter what anyone else points a finger at us, you'll never want to go back there then. People sometimes do, and they and they burn all their female clothes, and then they try to buy new male clothes. Again, six months a year later, they're back again because it's the right thing. And the reason people are attackers is because a lot of them are like us. 
but they're living like we used to live in fear and mm-hmm. massively reject anyone as gay. I did it for a while. I didn't not attack people, but I wouldn't go anywhere because why? I didn't want to see my true self. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. So you pretend, I pretend to be the He-Man. I can still drop three guys on the floor now. <laughs> you know? Liverpool, but family of army. What would you do with them now? Oh, different now, babe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would go, hi. But never mind. <laughs> what did you bring that in for? It's always about sex with you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we've got to do a show. You've got to see us in Wellington, eh? You, you put down, yeah, we want to see Sam and Jenny. Jenny B. Jenny B, that's me. <laughs> yeah, <too. laughs> in person experience, hey? Um, but it, definitely from what you've been saying, it sounds like, you know, younger you was conditioned by your environment mm-hmm. and so you definitely only for yep. gender yep. in those strict terms as well is that something that your younger self can relate to as well elaine um very much so i was told what i was whenever i tried to express myself in any other way but i knew from very very young that i was not what everybody else was telling mm-hmm. me um but I think I may have sensed that a little bit earlier than others were thinking that I was sensing it. In other words, I was aware of that well before age two. But I may have been more sensitive than others had thought I was. So I learned how to hide who I was very well. And nobody had any inkling. Um, I mean, I was married for 38 years. Two marriages, wow. 22 years and five years. And my second marriage helped me be me. I remember you talking about your childhood then. When I was four and three and four, I remember, distinctly remember, I told my psychiatrist with William Richard, all the pain I went through. It was not long after the war's happened because I'm really knocking it out. Is this face in the bath has to clean water. But I used to remember playing because my mum could never get the other kids, the other boys to get in the bath because they didn't want to get bath. I like being in the bath. And I used to tuck the old down between my legs when it looked like feminine I go oh that's better I didn't know why I was doing it but I knew it looked better and it looked right wow so it's like you just yeah. innately knew that this, this yeah and I didn't right. have a name for it I didn't know what it was I knew it was not right it was wrong to be that and then the boys would get in the bath and it was all hell for leather then it was just like soap everywhere and people fighting kids fighting in the bath and all going behave yourself scrub your hands with your ears and all the whole thing I remember when I was in, I went to a grammar school an English grammar school. And I remember, you know, the, you know, the old rugby brains, and was, I hated playing all the sports. And it's would go, oh, in the big bath, and all jumped in like a Roman bath. And I'd have every excuse in the world not to get in that. Wow. Did more, more, yeah. And it was, I didn't know why. Why can't I be like them? Couldn't. I hated it. I did not know why I hated it. I didn't know what it was. I just thought, I'm just me. I had no answers, no clues. And then, and because I'm pansexual, I fell in love and all things happened in bits and pieces and boys met girls. That's a vision. And anything else was, I buried and buried and buried in my head so I can't have those thoughts. I had lots of, well, it was really illegal, you know, and gay horse and, and my father was a policeman. So anything came out like that would be shot down so I couldn't. Mm-hmm. My family's Royal Navy and Army so I couldn't do that either. And others, of course, that's the history of them, my, my father's brothers and that. It was all, all military. And it was Liverpool. <laughs> Toughest cities in the bloody world, one of. 
you 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 even said and showed any if you wore the masculine body, you bore you show any times of femininity at that time, you were pummeled to nearly to death. So I had to protect myself and become the man to protect myself. Oh my goodness! So it's all a shadow. Oh yeah, it was fifty-seven years of acting. Something I didn't do, and when I actually came out, all oh, people close to me said, "How can you do this, George?" I said, "I didn't do it to you. I did it to me. I should have been me, but I didn't." And that's what it was about. Is we hide, and the biggest thing that everyone, no matter if the straight gay, doesn't matter. The reason they don't become themselves or follow their things, say I want to be at sea, he wants to be a power ranger, and he's in a rugby, he's in a Milton or a rank filly or a big team, and you want to be a flower, or are you a puffer, you're a fag, or something. I'm proud of those words now. I'm totally a puffer, totally gay, totally happy. Um, but he won't because of fear of rejection from family, friends, and everything else. So people stop living their true dreams and their desires because of fear. Fear of rejection, no matter which direction it's in. Fear. False evidence appearing real. Mm. And it's fear, it's fear of rejection, of leaving the relationship. If you have a relationship, people have got you. Do this. Everything is always about rejection from society. What happens if you didn't care about rejection? What could you be? What happens if you could get re- control your fears? What would you be? That's the answer to happiness. You control your fears. You still have fears, but you don't let the fears control you. You control it. And if you can control rejection, you go, do you know what? If you can't be next to me when I need to do this and don't understand, I know you don't understand, that's okay. But if you can't be my friend or my lover or whatever, pick a thingy, and you need to go on for me, that's okay. And what you find is people leave you in droves at the beginning. But as you build up yourself, beautiful people come into your lives to support you, and your life just goes, so your happiness is not external. Bigger car, bigger TV, drugs, alcohol, small sex. All your happiness is internal. You've got to look inward, not outward. And when you handle, you fix this mind, which is a garden, and you're the gardener, you start planting good stuff and good thoughts in your mind. Happiness. It doesn't matter if you push a broom or your brain surgeon. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what your job is, how much money you got, what properties you got, who you love, who you don't love, you belong, it doesn't matter. It's all internal, everything. And your happiness is inside you, not yourself. And that's the truth of it. And I found that through massive, massive loss. And I tried suicide twice. So you can't say I don't know what I'm talking about. And I was a bit abused. I've been raped. I've had a sexual assault. I've been physically assaulted. My boss for 20 years called me every name of the song when I started doing this. You've got to be your true self. You've got to stand up to rejection and go, I don't care why, because I got me and I love me. That's it. Full stop. Mm-hmm. No matter what your direction, no matter if you're gay, straight, you want to be happy, look inward, fix yourself, because no one else can fix you. You have to go, I'm not living this way anymore, I'm living that way. And each choice you make in life will give you directions. Wherever you choose, will take you in that direction. Wherever your friends are, pick your friends carefully too. I can you good, not touch on you. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Sorry to interrupt, love. Oh, good people. No, I mean, don't worry about me. <laughs> Sorry, I, I talk too much. Go on. Next, no, no, next no, you're all right, love. I can hear the conviction in your voice when you say that. And well, you gave me a soapbox to stand on. That's it. <laughs> you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who hear words like that. And it's like, well, we get told that all the time. Happiness is inwards. You know, you're a garden of your own mind, blah, blah, blah. But I think when, when someone like you says that with so much conviction, when you've gone through so much, it's like, it sounds 
simple and you've probably heard it everywhere because it's so true, but it's easy to say those words, but to actually do that work, it's hard, but it comes at the say, of you living your authentic lives of being your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Once you got put right on the precipice of life when you can't sink any lower, when everyone's hurt you and you've been hurt in every way possible, you have two choices. Are you to depart the earth or you turn and say, no more. No more. And you've, you've got to pick yourself up and then choose who you want to be every single day. When you look in the mirror in the morning, you go, I've got you back. I love you. You're my angel. No one's going to come riding up on a nice white horse and save you. You have to. You've got to say, no more. I've done what everyone said. I cannot fit in. I'm miserable all the fucking time. I just have to be fucking happy. And you come to an... I am going to be my happiness. I'm going to buy it. There's no TV in my house. No internet. I watch kids' movies. I love kids' movies. Mm-hmm. I, I dance. I dance. Oh, I'll, I'll have to stop and I can go back to being here. But I can teach dancing. So you find a way around everything. My, my psychiatrist, when I was going through transition, he said, he said, you're, you're relentlessly optimistic. He said, if I could bottle you, he'd be out of a job. Now, I've been done to in every way possible by people that cared, supposedly cared and loved me in every way possible. Oh, I love you. Whenever it is you. Well, you can't be this. You know, what will the neighbours think? What will we think? What will the family think? Hang on, hang on. And not one word that I hear then is, can I help you? Do you need this? Mm. I didn't realise. I'm sorry. I don't understand, but can I help you? Can teach me to help you. No one does that. What will they think? What will this think? What will that think? I don't give a damn what anyone else thinks. I need to be happy. And I'm trying to do what you say. And I'm miserable. So I need to be me. And if you can't walk by my side and help me, then I'll find people who will. I love you very much. And perhaps hold on, they will be friends again. But I need to be my best friend. I need to be my best lover. And I need to look after me. I've got to be my own well of happiness and joy. And the only way I can do that is follow things that make me, it ticks in my mind. Mm. and that's what it boils down to you have to be your best lover your best friend your own family and then honestly I lost my best friend and everything you all went I lost so much so much but I'll tell you right now the loss the gain I've gained is far outweighs the loss I had in every aspect in every aspect I have never ever been this bloody happy ever and I've done everything you can. Been around the world twice, done all the bits and pieces, done everything. Speedboats, money, but had it all. Never had me. Now I own me. I've got the pink papers on me. I own me. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, it's like God and get all ratty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Come on, yeah. No, that's honestly so beautiful, though. I love how fired up you are right now, Jenny. I honestly think, think that's so beautiful because just he- when hearing you talk just now, I'm just thinking we as a society do not make it easy for people to feel safe enough to be their authentic selves if they don't no one, fit no into the mainstream ideas yeah. of how you should be, right? Yeah. Basically, like if you're not a white cisgendered man, to be your authentic self everywhere you go. Like I'm not just talking about behind closed doors. I'm talking about in public, in classrooms, in the office space, when even when you're out eating at a restaurant. The matrix. It's not easy to be your self. The matrix. The matrix, yeah, yeah. 
So exactly. if they won't do it, we'll, we have to do it. There's exactly. no white shards and no knights. Okay, we have to be our own knights. We have to be Joan of Arc. Exactly. And she was a farm girl. She did it. Okay, they basically the same girl, didn't they? So, but, but if that helps me, that's fine. But shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have to be our own selves. And when we start, <laughs> when we start helping others, when we start helping others, using the words that we've got to learn ourselves, we put power to those words. Absolutely. By doing it, by acting what we say, it's no good just talking about it. You have to do it. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. I am me. That's it. If you can't have it, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, for those who are tuning in, you, w- you wouldn't have seen the attitude with that Jenny said bye with, but she really means it. And I love that. Um, what about you, for you, Sam and Elaine? What does being authentically yourself mean? What does freedom mean? Um, sorry, I'm just adding like so many questions, but <laughs> I also want to know. At what cost has this freedom to There's be... There's a strange man behind you. Rifling through your... Sorry, that's my up. partner, Arthur. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> At least it's those boys who's rifling through. <laughs> Hi, lovey. Do you want to uh, Do you want to take this first? No, she asked you. Um, oh, sorry. Okay, I'll go first and you can... Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, now, what does it mean to me to be authentic? It means that I am confident in myself that I am who I am and who I am presenting myself as. So for over 60 years, people looked at me and they saw something. And that's because that's what they expected to see, but also what I expected them to see. Yeah. So it never was me. It was the image that I put forward. And because of that, I never felt comfortable in that. False advertisement. And it, it was false advertisement. It was a form of public deception. But was it deception? Because I was giving them what they wanted. In fact, what they knew was right is what I was giving them. But it wasn't right for me, and I knew that. So the, the deep truth inside me was that I knew that I was not who I was portraying myself as. So the first 60 years of my life were effectively a a costume party or a masquerade. A few people who have known me before and after have said that now I'm relaxed, I'm happy, I'm comfortable with myself, and they can see me as me. Whereas before, they didn't. They saw me, but they they didn't really know anything about me. Didn't know you full stop. No, they didn't. They literally did not know me. And now they can, and they can see the difference. It was entirely because I finally accepted myself. That wasn't as easy as it sounds, because I could only accept myself after I had external confirmation, medical system confirmation, that I was what I thought I was, which is different. I just didn't know exactly what it was that I was. I just knew that I wasn't what everybody thought I was. And I knew that I wasn't what the system was telling me I was. Even what my parents were telling me I was. I knew I wasn't that. But I didn't know exactly what I was. And it took about seven years for the medical system to come out with a diagnosis. And they finally did. And then it clicked. Everything fit. 
at that point. Yeah. And I knew at that point that I had to change my public persona, my public presentation, as it's often called. In other words, I had to match who I am outside with who I am inside. You have to live with who you are inside. Others have to live with who you are outside. Yeah. Mm. You don't have a choice. You have to live with yourself. You can change who lives with you and around you. Mm. Yeah. But you can't change who you are inside. Brilliant. You just have to recognize it. And the old word, accept. There's a lot more to it than accept. That's why I didn't actually use that word before. You have to recognize who you are. You don't have to conform to the outside. You have to conform the outside to the inside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Massively. Can I interrupt here? Sorry, Sam. One more thing. I was scared, terrified to go outside that door. Anyway, feminine. If I had friends come in, I would run around the house and everybody, if there's any feminine, I would hide it. It's so much fear. Only, and he said, oh, it's much easier for you now out there. Do you know what? That hasn't really changed. It's, you start finding nice people. I had to go, it's okay for me to go out there in a dress or a lipstick or makeup or It was me that changed. That changed. Yeah. Yes. That changed. Not that. Not that. Me. When I went, I don't give a monkey's uncle. <laughs> now, when I started feeling that way, and this is me. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> oh, dear. So, sit down. Um, I'll get a word in interjection-wise Interjection. Right now. No. <laughs> You've got to see us on stage, babe. Um, so much fun. Right now is probably one of the best times possible for anyone who is considering coming out with a different appearance. Why? You can go to the supermarket. You can do all the shopping you want. Any stores, any retail, anywhere in public, public transport, with a COVID excuse in front of your face. If you have a mask on, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a mustache. If you're wearing makeup, if you want a mustache, if you don't want a mustache, if you want makeup, if you don't want makeup, that part of you is hidden. So literally it is easier now to go out in public than at almost any time before in the past, in the history of this country. It used to be the bad guys wore the masks. Now the good guys wear the masks. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if they're guys or not. You can't tell behind the mask. I must say though, Jacinda being in there now, okay, is is a great thing. Um, and New Zealand's one of the freer places in the world. New Zealand, Finland's one of you. England's having problems at the moment. But yeah, no. when has England not had problems? <laughs> exactly. And I'm Liverpool. They can't stand me. So here we go. Okay. Well, Liverpool's the problem for England. Maybe they can get rid of it. No, hang on. England's no? a problem for Liverpool. Okay. All right. Just kept turning around. Okay. About all about me. Do you not know that? Now, um, yeah. So it is. Self-confidence, self-worth, really is. I've travelled the world now, as me, and now, and well, I wouldn't even go down the frigging road. Now, that's about it. That's what it's about. And I can be attacked any time, any corner. But you know what? That can be. You can be robbed. Anything. You can be drafted as a male, baby. And it can happen to you. The thing is, you got to know that you're okay and you can deal with it and walk away. I'm a Buddhist, and I now I go. It's okay. I'm taking this part from Sam. You got that answer ready, yes, yeah, Sam? Of course. Is it cooked now? It's cooked. It's well cooked. Right, go, go. I'm Honestly, ready. 
the, the way the way I see things, and and this is just going off what, what you two have already said. The one thing that I see as the biggest problem for everybody, not not just people on, on who identify as rainbow or people questioning that, absolutely anybody. It's it's being worried about what your quote unquote audience thinks. People people who you are in front of every day, you're putting on an act. And I think I can say safely for all, all three of us, as soon as we stop trying to perform for that audience, so much happier. Mm-hmm. So if if there's one message I can give to people listening into this, it's try and stop living for an audience. Just live for yourself. Do stuff that you find fun each day. Don't go into conversations just because you think it's what you have to do. Go talk to people who you actually want to talk to. Uh-huh. Okay, let's, I'll match that with Ooh. a quote from, okay. from my favorite necklace, which I'm not wearing at the moment. It's a quote from Oscar Wilde. Uh, Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is very, very. I'm just real. <laughs> I just feel so empowered right now. I think for for anyone listening to this, it's relatable to everyone. Um, whatever it is, I'm sure there are parts that we're feeling insecure about. I'm sure there are parts that people don't feel comfortable being their full selves, um, and all the advice and the words that you have just given, I think are very, very empowering. So thank you so much for highlighting what freedom means to you. And especially when you've kind of fought so hard for that freedom, right? Like you That's have. It. We're from, warriors. Yeah, you we really, are warriors. Yeah. You really I, are. I actually did a comedy show at the inch bar once. That's the inch bar. Wow. And incredible. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and there's 10 army chaps there and they're sitting on the table and they're all sitting there like this. The big guys, but I was doing my stuff. His boss is dead small, and um, I was doing my stuff like this. And uh, my time had come off to go, so I got off like this. And it's break time, luckily. And the guy at the head goes, I want to talk to you. I went, Oh, I said, Outside then, because expecting it. He goes, Yeah, outside. I went, Okay, so you go outside. And I go, And I said, He said, We're army, we're on furlough of the continent. And I said, Okay, he said, Now we've been. I don't know what they've done in the army, so, but we've been around the world and we've done seen things. We've had, you know, shooting stuff. And um, as he said, uh, we've listened to what you said and we've discussed it. He said, um, he said uh, to be to do what you've done against your family, to change your body, go over there and get your willy or your dick, as he called it, chopped off. He said, and be your true self, no matter what anyone said. Be able to face up to everyone and fear of losing everyone in your life that you loved and being rejected from everything aspect. He said. Not one of us could do it. Yeah. He said, you're a bloody Marine. Can I buy you a drink? I, went, <laughs> I was expecting a fight. He goes, no far from it. But he said, no, the lads want to buy you a drink. He said, we just, we admire you. Ten of us. He said, before tonight, we would have made fun of every transgender or puffed it or faggots around. He said, but tonight, you've opened us up. Yeah. So when we go back to the army, Anyone has to go, anyone's, so we'll be, we'll be on, they are Marines. If you've got the guts to do that, to go for, do this, all that. I went to India. I went through China to India. I can't even read, the, I'm dyslexic, I can hardly read the bloody boards. I had to ask the people who did AIDS and all that to help me through. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I got into India and it was terrifying. But that's what he said. He said, you bloody soldier, said, how many men could go, right, I'm going to wear a dress today and walk down the street. How many do have the guts to do it? Never mind that. And then go, right, I want me Willie chopped off. And Absolutely. do it. And do it. And do it. 
and say to your family who you love, terrified this might just reject you and throw you on the street, and you're homeless and go, I'm this. Because hmm. people don't think, oh, fuck, what are you? You're, when you come out, you're prepared to be thrown on the street and rejected. With no money or nothing, you say, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it came to a moment like that with me. I used to dress with my spit, I had a beautiful spitfire jacket, I still got that. Yeah. I used to aviate the whole thing. And like I said, I could drop to you guys on the floor. My brother used to teach a champion Brit for three years on the run. And we used to, used to use me as a dummy. <laughs> I had to learn to duck in there. But I remember standing with the arms behind my shoulders in this bar and upsetting all the people. So there was a birthday party for Tom. And I, and on the over, I started crying like this. And his girlfriend at the time, now married, lovely people. He was one to help me too. She goes, are you all right? She said, I can't do any more, Sarah. And she, she said, what's me? She said, I, and she knew. I said, you, what you're talking about is what you've been fighting. Said, yeah. I can't do it. I'm standing dead rigid, like my arms down my back. Red rigid, born to the fire. And all this room's laughing and booze going on. And, and tears are running down my eyes like this. I'm standing dead old bottle white like a soldier. My family's very military. So get hard, lad, or else that was the thing you always told. Mm -hmm. So, you know, literally get hard. My dad used to teach me how to stand. Well, so it's got multiple stand. meanings. Just behave yourself. And some serious, being serious here, honey bonds. Anyway, and um, he's, he said, so he said, do you want to tell you going on stairs? And so Tom walked me downstairs because I would, and I walked over to the art gallery because I'm an artist so, and where I could feel at peace, at ease. That's why I'm a painter, I'm at ease. And when I met a lady called Linda in there and she went to go to school, or oh, girls' school, up north, up north. And uh, she has the same day, but there's me, which is us two in this room called Monet and um, paintings and uh, Monet anyway. And I just, I just told her everything. She said, You're so brave. She said, I'm crying, I'm scared. She goes, yeah, but you're so brave. Good on you. And I went, wow. So a lot of people will leave your life, those who can't handle it, family and all. Now, nature hates a void, and it will fill it with something. And people are supposed to be in your life or come into your life with the same fears, misfeasures, and you aren't meeting people, and you just sort of take off. You grow from that point on. Through pain, you grow. It's like being reborn. It's like being born again and all the pain of a baby crying. You know? It's the same thing. It's being born again. You've got to go through all the baby and growing up and you don't understand anything. Same with being a baby. Mm. You've been born yet. You're reborn. Yeah. Rebirth. You brave people. Yeah. I, I honestly love how you speak of freedom. Um, but as I said before, you've fought so hard for that freedom. And one question that I would love to ask you all is as a society and as people who are not from the queer community, how can we help our queer community better so that fight for freedom is less of a fight or a fight that is shared between a bigger community and the burden isn't all on the queer community? The same as those army chaps did. That story, the army chaps, support us. You don't have to understand. Don't put us down. Mm. know that we're going through hell anyway and we're still surviving and we're in so much pain but we're also finding joy help us grow like you'd love your child grow not forcing your child to do something that doesn't like and hate it and give it a smack around the ear or tell your child you love it tell us you love us hold our hand up when we get hurt mm -hmm. say it's okay to work here we'll support you teach us to help you 
Yeah, it's, it's a very good point. Also, in addition to that, I'd just like to add that if if you see anything happening that you don't think's right, yeah. you, you need to call people out on it because there's so much, so many bystanders that in this world that will just see something horrible happening to uh, whether that be uh, sexism, homophobia, and just not do anything about it. They just stand there and let it happen. And the only way to stop stuff like that happening is if we start... Getting behind each other. Yeah, start getting behind each other and calling people out when they're doing something that isn't right. You imagine a factory situation like that and someone who's happened to me in my factory, that's why I left my job. 20 years ago, that bugger. And uh, he was the one, the owner, called me names all the time, made fun, said, you look like a fucking clown with your lipstick, all this type of stuff, every day, for when I project, oh my God. It was hell every day, okay. The others were nice behind me, behind his back when he wasn't there. And when he was in there, they'd back him up. Oh. Fear losing a job. But you imagine if they all stood behind me and said, What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Mm. yeah. You, you haven't got just you haven't got start here to worry about now. You've got all of us. Yeah. Now say it. Imagine that. Be, see, you're, you're Muslim, you're lovely. Imagine if someone's picking on you and all the factory or all the shops around say, you talk to a man like that. You got 20 of us now. Now say, oh, she's this. That. Come here, kiddo. Imagine if you all got behind us and said, don't you dare do that shit around here. We love her. We love him or they. You got all of us. You're not fighting one. You're fighting a lot of us. Imagine that. We don't understand them, but we support them. She, he, they are our family. What are you doing? Imagine that. That's you imagine, do, do you remember when I went around the corner and I, I stood on that and there were 150 um, rainbow people with anti-trans people in there and I shook out to that it, show them love and affection nice. That's what you do. Okay. I'll go a slightly different direction because yeah. um, I'm, I'm not a fighter. I don't have the same experiences. I was always the smallest one in my class, girls included, as well as guys. Um so I learned survival and avoidance. So if there's fight or flight mode, I would pick the flight mode. But I would very often choose avoidance via words. So what I'm thinking is more important yet than fighting and that precedes any form of support is listening. Mm. Love. People need to listen. They need to open their minds. They need to be aware when they are being prejudiced, when they are sensing, seeing, hearing something that doesn't strike them inside as being right or ethical. They're giving in then to external forces. It's the same for us. We've accepted who we are. People outside us, we know how to filter them out. Mm. people who are prejudiced don't know how to do that. They don't know that everyone is inside a good person. Mm. That means not just those other people. It means themselves as well. Yeah. If people can filter out the nonsense, the false news, the false opinions, the prejudices that I from know. other people and listen, simply listen to other people who are telling honestly true stories about themselves and opening up, I think that would make all the difference in the world. Mm. I mean, Sam's example, if you're seeing somebody doing something that they shouldn't be doing, it doesn't matter who they're doing it to. Right. Absolutely. 
I mean, it could be a person exactly like you who is being mistreated or who is doing the mistreating. You need to know when to step in. They may be part of your community. They may not. That, that's where support comes. It, it goes a step beyond the things that you know you should be sticking up for. Mm. It's where you listen to your inner voice and your inner voice says, this is wrong, should step in. But you need to do that carefully. Mm. There Safely. are situations where it's not safe for you to do it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're seeing a person with a knife attacking somebody else and you don't have a knife and you don't have any training, um, <laughs> well, that's not the right situation for you to be intervening in. Maybe you need to get allies. Maybe that means finding people who are standing around doing nothing. Maybe it means an official of some sort, a bus driver or whatever. Maybe it means picking up your phone and dialing a number. Maybe even just dialing 911, but not saying anything, letting the audio carry what's going on if it's a situation like that and hiding that your phone is even there. But somehow, uh, dialing 111, not 911. I've been watching too many TV shows. <laughs> but nine, anyway. nine, 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 nine. Yeah. Well, they're at the end of the world, so they don't count. We're one, one, one. We're the beginning of the world. We do count. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> We're not going with the no, 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 because that's a, uh, I got a big toilet. Uh, anyway, so one, one, one is what you would be dialing in that case, but you would need support. But overall, my emphasis is listen. And that goes both sides, all sides, mm -hmm. everybody, all the time. Yeah. Nothing to do with being gay. I think um, the, first of all, we think we're really good at listening, but I think we actually suck at that basic skill, generally, most of the time, as a society. So that is a very wonderful reminder of the power of just listening and how gentle but powerful that like genuine, true, authentic, deep listening can be. And I also like, Elaine, how you brought up the fact that, you know, sometimes if you see a situation happening, it's out of outside of your capabilities to to mm -hmm. get into that situation. And that's a very fair thing. I think everyone's going to have a myriad of experiences and that's not going to be a one size fits all response to all of those situations. So thank you so much. Um, my follow-up question to that is not everyone is going to be harmful with the intent of being harmful, right? Like, so for someone like me, um, I would like to think that I am an ally to the queer community, but I'm also very painfully aware of the fact that there are some things that I might accidentally say because I've been so conditioned to it that I have no idea how harmful it is. Like one example that I'm trying so hard to let go of, but it's honestly programmed into my brain is when I'm addressing a group of people, I just say, Hey guys, like, how's it going? And like, why do I say that? Because not everyone's going to, you know, it's a society I, norm. It's, it's a society norm. It's because you, you, that's what everyone says to everyone. It's like, it's in, if you're in Liverpool, you go, all right, love, how are you, love? And you say to the milkman, and you go, he'll go, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I don't see anything wrong with calling a group of people guys. Hmm. I see a bit more wrong calling them guys and gals because that's then creating a binary. Yeah. So hmm. guys is in the same sense as people. 
It's a collective word that's less formal for a group of people. If you say boys and girls, that's different from saying people. That's also different from saying guys. So guys and gals is boys and girls. But guys is people. Do you know what I say? Folks. That is very, yeah, I'm trying to go for, like, I go for, hey, team, hey, folks, hey, y'all, how's it doing? I'm trying to move more to that direction rather than saying, Just bye. pick a word that means everything. Okay. Just pick a word that you're comfortable with. It. I go, hi, folks, how are you? And when I go on stage, I, I don't think you that long. I go, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, those undecided. And I did, and I went, and the non-binary geniuses and beautiful people out there. So I'm trying to cover all the aspects. Yeah. You might be able to get away with y'all. That's a southern term. And New Zealand is about the furthest south you can get. <laughs> it's not Carolina, though, is it? No, no, no. That, Georgia and so on, that's the far north yeah. from here. That's true. So we can adopt y'all and say they're the ones doing the plagiarizing. If but you've got to you, roll your R's here. <laughs> you got to roll your R's. You all are. No, it doesn't Y'all are funny. Um... What about you, Sam? Because, like, you're from the younger generation. What is it that people, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty old. I'm 27. But what are people, like, your age saying that's actually quite harmful Ooh. to the queer community, but they might not realize that it actually is, especially with the internet, social media? Like, it brings a whole uh, new ball game, doesn't it? Yes, uh, absolutely. There's, there's, there's a lot of it. Uh, not not many too much like one word one one word stereotypes, but uh, there's a lot of uh, how do I put this? There's you're doing well, man. Thank you. Thank really, you. I feel like I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of of when you there's a lot of assumptions made, especially on the both in real life and online there is a lot of assumptions that get made about people and uh that's that's i feel it's becoming less of a thing now with it being sort of more socially acceptable for ask to somebody's pronouns when you meet but um there's a lot of there's a lot of people who i know and it's by it's by no means their fault because it's 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 been built into them by society that they think they go up to somebody and they're like hey dude (laughs) <laughs> just absolutely assuming, which uh, isn't a good way to go. But I understand that some people are that their brains work like that, and I think that's something we could work to uh, sort of go away from. And uh, there, are also, especially uh, on the internet, there's a lot of double standards between uh, sort of male and female interactions. Mm. Like there's the the sort of the accepted idea is that if you're if you're a, a girl, you're allowed to like hug your friends and all that. And guys are supposed to be sort of mm. tough and uh, hardly speaking. But I feel there's there's a lot there's a lot starting to be done in, in the world at the moment to sort of um, stop that happening. But that, that that is something we all need to bear in mind, sort of as we go through the next. 10, 20 years that there's, there, I feel there's a big, there's a big change coming and we need to sort of all work together to sort of make sure that everybody's okay with what's happening. <coughs> like we sort of need to check in with people. I yeah, like that. Not, yeah. 
using language that doesn't assume one's identity yeah. because you're right now that I'm like, now that you've mentioned, I'm just thinking of all of these phrases and the way that people talk. If you yeah. don't specifically ask a lot of the language that we do use just kind of assumes the gender identity of someone. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it doesn't <laughs> even necessarily have to be outright asking for pronouns. You could be like, Hey, are you okay if I refer to you as this? Like, Something I found good with a lot of my friends who are uh, also rainbow is they they really value when somebody's sort of just checking in with them to make sure they're okay with something. So I feel that's very important. If you look at language, 17th century language, English, <coughs> or 16th century, it's totally different from now, right? Yeah, yes, we've of, we've been there. We've been around long enough that we've experienced. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're that ancient. <laughs> Please, you don't look a day over 400. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what I'm saying is language is changing all the time, right? To fit in. Mm. Okay, be you in Massachusetts, Liverpool, Glasgow, whatever. What I'm saying is we can change the language anytime we want, and it's forever changing. So please, let's find a way so we're all okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, with With the terminology <laughs> that's being used... I would say there are two things that we, the community, and everyone else need to listen to. One of those is the word. Maybe the word is the right word. Maybe the word is not the right word. But the other thing that's probably more important is the intent behind the word. If someone says he to a transgender woman, but does so inadvertently, accidentally, doesn't realize it, didn't intend to cause any harm. That's different from someone intentionally using it for a malicious purpose. Absolutely. So the intent behind the term is just as important, perhaps more important than the term itself. So if someone says, hey, dude, well, can women call each other dude? It's conceivable. Yeah. Are they intending it maliciously? No. Mm. If someone comes up to me and says a wrong pronoun of any form, how will I react? Well, some of my relatives <laughs> still accidentally, occasionally do that. I wouldn't punch them because they're on Zoom. <laughs> and all I'd be punching is my own computer. He said and that, that, might, like, that might not be the... Well, can, I, can I say... Well, I'm standing, you would I, punch I, them. No. No, okay. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Never get any. I, don't, I haven't talked at all. No. I'll finish after you. <laughs> I was down at the Carrigbear Hotel, and there's a great band there, Latino's had music, and I could hear up here in my house. So I walked down the avenue, and I watched them. Oh, it's great. This is good music. I want to a dance, but I can't dance. I'm coming back. But it, and, I, and I went around to talk to the girl, had out the brochure, said, oh, can I do that? Can I have an autograph music? She said, yeah. So he got the head of the band, and he's traveled up and down New Zealand. He's quite famous. And I said, can I be? And he goes, yes, sir. Of course you can. I went, mm. And I went, yeah, and I went, are you blind? And he goes, <laughs> oh, sorry, madam. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, so sorry. All night he was apologizing. I said, if I'm your sir, they said, God help to know what your girlfriends are like. You know? <laughs> and he goes, oh, there's a well, <laughs> You know, come back, come back. But I said, but that's what he said. He apologized, which was great. People make mistakes. Yeah. I still talk 1950s occasionally, and I have to draw the line. And I'm learning myself, okay? 
and I've been I've been a catwalk model. I've done burlesque. I've done all types of things. Okay, photo shoots. I've, I've done them um, nine radio shows. I've been on three or four theses. I've been on documentaries. People make mistakes. We are human. Mm. Intent. That's the problem. Mistake. And if the person was apologise afterwards and doesn't ask again, look, oh, Jesus, I've got to learn to do better than this. We go, that's okay. Right. Because yeah. I'm still learning. And I'm transgender for God's sake. So many times they may not even realize that they are making a mistake or that they have made a mistake. Yeah. There are very many people out there that do not yet know that they and them is not only the plural. Yeah, yeah. So they're simply not aware of that. This is where listening as a whole is a fault of the society. I wouldn't say educate others. That's push. Listening is pull. You hear, you listen much better. You absorb much better than if someone teaches you or educates you about something. There's a big difference. You internalize it when you listen, when you think about it, not when somebody tells you or teaches you or educates you or publishes it on a website or social media. That's out there. That's not inside. That's why I'm saying it's the intent. If a person means good, but flubs up one way or another, well, that's fine. Forgive them. Move on. Yeah, it's a two-sided coin. Yeah. We've yeah. all got to do, we've all got to pull our way to help this society. Not for us, for our great-grandchildren. You might be speaking Chinese or Russian, we don't know yet. <laughs> but, but the point is, we're the, we are the ambassadors, we are the pioneers for the future generations. How do you want to see, how do you, Mal, if you had children, how do you want your will for your children to be in the future? How do you want to be? We're creating it. We're creating it now. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So we, all of us, rainbow, transgender, gay, straight, doesn't matter. Hindu, Christian, Buddhist, Liverpoolian, even the Liverpoolians. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All have are all responsible. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so, but we are all responsible for making a better future for our great-grandchildren, great-great-great-grandchildren. We are designing it now. We are responsible yes. for every action we do, you and I. Mm -hmm. And if what, Michael Jackson's on, if you want to change the world, look in the mirror, right there. Start with it's, yourself. That's right. We keep talking about society. Like we've kept talking about society this whole episode but actually we are we do have the agency to shape society right mm. it's not this thing that it feels like it's fixed in concrete but the more that we have conversations like this right yeah. the more that it becomes fluid and hopefully we can change and it doesn't have to be becomes the norm now becomes the norm to change yeah exactly. we've got to be open we've got to be honest and go i'm terrified but i'm going to say this yeah Exactly. Society is a collection of individuals. Yep. And when society gets out of hand, there are too many individuals who are not thinking, who are not listening, who are acting as a mob or a gang or some sort of or a, an a, army a negative group. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at society and children and grandchildren that you've just mentioned. If everyone in the world was either gay or lesbian, nothing but those two, 
Imagine how many children there would be. Imagine how many grandchildren there would be. Then they would all, yes, be adopted from China or Russia. But if you have only gays and only lesbians, there are no more children. Civilization. That means the only way the rainbow community can survive is if the rainbow community tolerates, quote, normal people. Likewise, we can only survive if the normal people tolerate us. They're not normal. We're all normal. We're all normal. We're all well, normal. They're normal according to the normal's definition of normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm, thank I, you. Billy Conley. Billy Conley. The only normal is a cycle on a washing machine. Absolutely. Well, Billy Conley is definitely and normal. And you tell me, Mr. <laughs> Jones, down the road, he goes to church every Sunday, back to church or whatever church you want to be. Does every morning, where's the ties on, okay? But he has now the kinky thoughts about his wife or the girl down the road or the boy down the road. Everyone's got some demons they hide. They do. So we are all responsible for like, look, I need to hold this. This is not right. It's, I can't do it. And that's what it's about. It's about being, making the best will. You, it's your will. Yeah. What do you want it to be? Oh, all straight, all blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Ooh, where's that going? Ooh. No. Everyone in the world is different. Yeah. yeah. And that means, by definition, there can't be a, an absolute normal. Do you know anyone with 1.58 children? That would make them normal. <laughs> So either they're a cannibal and they'd be in jail, which is not normal, almost, but not quite. But I mean, no, there is nobody who is absolutely normal. No. No. It's, it's, it's not, not physically possible. Well, there's one for you. Diversity is our strength. And so is kindness. So Diversity is reality. Yeah. Mm. Look at nature. Look at nature. And nature's forever changing. Look at the, the, the male star, um, seahorse, has children. Yeah. Gives birth. The male. There's even a fish in the sea that goes into a cave and there's one, too many genders on one side and changes its gender. There's even a fish that does that. Goes back out to the opposite gender. Went at east. It would have saved me a lot of money, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to board a fish. I'm out of this, but I'm going in. I'll be out in a week. I'm going into the bedroom. Be out in a week. Come on. Done. <laughs> but nature, oh. nature's forever correcting things, right? And nature doesn't see rainbow situations and all nature is odd yeah it's certain religions and it's not god okay because i believe in god as well which confuses a lot of people and i'm buddhist it's not god it's the religious or not of religion it's the people themselves that dictate it write the rules and it should be this and it should be that and then a uh, hundred years fifty years later and it's the opposite and that was right and that was wrong and then a hundred years later that was right that's right so you tell me your great-grandfather was wrong. No, no, he was a good Presbyterian or better than this, or what the hell it was. He said, oh, so, I said, all right, so he would agree with you now. No, actually, no, we changed the church a little bit. Ooh. We changed it to suit these needs. I said, yeah. well, you're forever changing, you're forever changing the church's things. The Catholic church is now going, well, we can be a bit more lenient. Well, you used to burn people, and the Protestants did, and everyone else did. So it's not just religion, it's many things, um, all types of things. Yeah. From Cromwell right through... Whenever man is destroying man or woman, destroying woman has always done this to change because of fear of this, that, and the other. Why don't we just sit around and go, it's okay. Why can't we just love each other? What do you mean? Just love each other. Stop putting down the hairs. Start going, you're my brother and my sister, or you're my, they. I love you. You don't need to act a different way. You don't need to hate out people. You know, it's... There's no reason to actually distinguish people by either their gender no. 
or their sexual yeah. preference. Yeah. People are people. Full stop. And everybody is different. Plus, people change over time. Not just collections of people, meaning societies, but individuals. How many of us are exactly who we were when we were born? Exactly. When we were five years old? 10, 20, 30? Some of us haven't even gotten to that point yet. So will you be the same when you're double your current age as uh-huh. you are now? You could say, well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> and what did I say Everyone should be saying that. They yeah. all should hope that they're better in the future. And what did I say not long ago to you when you said, instead of said, um, you know, you, you peeped off our parents and we go, do you know what? God, I can't stand my mother or father. And, then, and actually he, he's saying, he himself said it to your own children. Oh God, that's what my mother said. I swear I'd never say that. Uh. Yeah, right. So we're not the person we were, as Elaine said. We're forever changing. Nature's forever changing. It's there's no solid everything that has to be that way. Nature, the whole universe, the one constant in the universe is what change. Change. It's continuous because nothing's the, what. Pie. Oh, stop it. I'm thinking hungry now. Anyway, mm, pie and cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the first number one, you are your universe in here. Okay? How you see life and reality is in there. Yeah. Okay? And how you change another, an idea or a belief is with another idea or another belief. You know? I mean, yeah. We believe this. We didn't two years ago. Change us. But you believed it firmly then. You fought for it. Oh, well, that's different, is it? That's true. Change us. Our reality reality is what we think. That's it. Okay. No matter what this is, there's our reality. Absolutely. That's it. Full stop. That's it. And I don't know you. I don't know this. How many people on planet six and a half billion? Seven billion people on this planet. There's seven and a half billion different ideas of what reality is. Yeah, there's no one solid set way yeah. there should be. Yeah, you might agree with me, but your fellow might not, or your kid might not, or whatever. Why? Because that's the that's the human condition. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, wonderful, wonderful folks. I've learned more about intersex and gender fluidity. I have learned what how you frame freedom. I think that is beautiful. Um, the, my new thing is going to be diversity is reality. I absolutely love that so much. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I wish we could keep on talking, honestly. You're all such gems. Um, but thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Headscars and Good Yarns and bringing your authentic selves to this conversation. Thank Can you. Can we now do a little bit of advertising before you go? Hold on. Okay. Oh, no. You, you t- I'm a marriage celibate if anyone wants to get married. Okay? So Jenny Beatrix, Victoria oh, Kendrick. Be- Jenny Beatrix, Victoria Kendrick on the thing book. Yeah. We are, me and Sam are comedians and we want to go up to Wellington or wherever else. Anyone's interested in our humour? Oh, we got some so funny things there. And we love life. This gorgeous person here is actually, what do you, what do you emphasize as? I don't advertise. Oh, I you don't. You're the. I'm. I'm. Oh, the brother. Quiet. That's the, the people. That's the power behind the people. I'm like female David Foster talks to people. I love. I do. I do motivational shows. I will do corporate talks. Everyone wants me to talk about business, and I empower the people in front of me. Always, no matter what they are, whoever they are, and make them go and feeling good about themselves. I'm also an artist. 
Okay, so that's when, hang, when on, you hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, J V B K E N D R I C K A R T dot com. My art site. <laughs> you are, when, when you've got you're, these you're two beautiful. comedians on here, they they're on stage. I'm in the audience. I'm the heckler. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a real comedian there. Yeah, the sit-down comedian heckling from the okay. audience. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to stay off to the side, and I will be amused by everything they say, whether they think it's funny or not. <gasps> oh. How could you? Oh, the pain. <laughs> Relatively easily. I love to play with language. <laughs> so hopefully I'll come up to Wellington. If you guys want me in Wellington, or wherever you want me to or go to another place, I would love to come and do shows. So She's I'll, going anyway. I, I went years ago. So it was, well, that's no, what we do. They met to that's Wellington. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Dry you, Sam, Jeannie B and Elaine. You guys know how to find Jeannie B and Sam. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Headscarfs and Good Yarns. To keep spinning the yarns, let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Headscarfs and Good Yarns or email us at headscarfsandgoodyarn at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.